0: Welcome in to another week of Inside the Lines. We are joined with a special guest, Mr. Sean Corcoran. Thanks for joining us. I know you're a very busy man, so thank you for taking the time to, uh, to make it onto the podcast. You know, um, if Rob
1: Harvey can work it into his schedule, I can
0: work it into mine. So uh, he's way busier than I am. Well, I'm sure Rob won't even hear that. So um, hopefully, we might have to text him to tell him to listen just so he can hear your shout out there. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, like always, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to talk briefly about the week before there were several um, good matchups, and the first team I want to talk about is Ohio State. In my opinion, um, Ohio State did not look good. They uh, were down early. They were down at halftime, I think 14 to 13, and really through the third quarter, it looked like they that game was a toss-up, and then they they turned the they put their foot on the pedal in the fourth quarter and took care of business. Um, Robbie, what were your thoughts about Ohio State? Well,
2: first of all, I treat my guests very seriously on this podcast. And, you know, we have Dr. Sean Corcoran in the house. Now, I know that's your dad and all of it. I think he needs to be treated with a little bit more respect than that. But as far as uh, Ohio State, I, I I didn't think the game was ever in doubt. I didn't think it was a big deal. I think that they they handle business. Penn State, you know, they're a pretty good football team, a ranked team. So and they handle business against Penn State. It might have been close to halftime, but I don't think the game was ever actually in doubt, in my
0: opinion. Dad, I know you watched some of that game. What did what did you what did you think in that?
1: Well, I, I think Penn State I think the media is just um anxious to create more competition, especially in the Big Ten. Um I don't think Penn State's a good team. Uh y'all can disagree with me on that. But um the way they have lost, I, I know it was close at halftime, but I, I tend to agree a little bit with Robbie in the fact that it uh they were trying to make it close in the second half, but I, I don't know that um I don't know that they should be ranked. I, I've you know, I, I'm not impressed by Ohio State, but I don't know that. Uh, I think they're probably getting a little too much credit for beating Penn State because I don't think Penn State's that good.
0: Um, I think Penn State is a ranked team, but I, I agree. I don't think they're they're that good. Um, the Big Ten's just not a great conference, so it, like Penn State's probably going to be favored in the rest of their games this year because they've already played Michigan and Ohio State. So, um, but do yeah,
1: play I, do they play Illinois?
0: Um, I do not think so. I can look for you though, because Illinois is on the other side of the conference. So they don't, I don't think yeah. they get them every year because um, Illinois is on the easy side. And then Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan are all on the, the hard side. Um, but yeah, Big Ten, just not looking great overall this year. And I think we kind of knew that going into it. There's just Michigan, Ohio State, and nobody else really matters. But um, I'm looking at the schedule now. Penn State has at Indiana, who's one of the worst teams in college football, then they get Maryland at home, at Rutgers, and then home against Michigan State. So they should win all four of those in 10-2 in on the season. Um, but I agree. I don't think they're that good. I don't think a 10-2 season for them is very impressive. Um, but I think it was good for Ohio State to be tested a little bit um, because they haven't really been so far besides the first week. But I, I do – I really – and you, I know Robbie probably disagrees, but I really think Ohio State is over, overrated. Um, they've struggled against – I mean, we can call Iowa, a, I guess, a decent opponent. They have a good defense. They struggled against them in the first half. They struggled in, against Penn State in the first half. What do you all think – just looking ahead a little bit, what do you all think that Michigan-Ohio State game is going to look like?
1: It's at Ohio State, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. I I
1: tend to like Harbaugh. I know a lot of people in the South don't. Um, When he came in and started poking Saban, uh, that's a surefire way to get a Tennessee fan to like. You poke, you know, uh, the evil empire. Um, So I kind of like him just for that. But um, I I think they're better uh, just from what I've watched. I think they're better than Ohio State, but I don't know mentally, if they can climb. I mean, they finally broke the streak last year uh, to beat uh, Ohio State, but I I don't know that they can do it at Ohio State, but I I don't know that I've, that's just my thoughts.
2: Well, I think, I, I agree with that. I think that the difference is the fact that it's at Ohio State, because I don't think that there's a huge difference in talent on both of those teams. I mean, you know, you see the new college football playoff pulled out, What well, they're both in the top five. What are they, two and five or three and five, something like that. So there's not a huge talent disparity there. So I, I like Ohio State just, at, just for the fact that they're at home. Michigan beat them last year. They have a bad taste in their mouth. I think they're going to want to go out there and, and punch them in the mouth, and they'll be ready to play. So I like them to beat Michigan this year just because they're at home and to make the college football playoff.
0: Um, we're not going to talk about the Michigan-Michigan State matchup just because it was a blowout. But did you all see the daggum fight that happened at the end of that game? Goodness gracious. What is going on at Michigan State? First, of all, My first question is, why in the world are both teams going in the tunnel at the same time? I know we talked about it the other day off air. What? How does this happen?
2: Well, it happens well, because both of the teams are going into the same tunnel, which is – just blows my mind, like at <laughs> the level of that program. Like why they why they're not on opposite ends of the field and all this stuff is crazy. And this happened, what, two, three weeks ago, whenever they played Penn State. And I know Sean loves Jim Harbaugh, but I mean Harbaugh come on there talking about, you know, Penn State was doing all this stuff whenever they were trying to get in the locker room. And James Franklin was a ring leader of all this stuff. And now here it is again, you know, two. I think, what, two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, it's all being brought up again. So, I mean, that something needs to change there as far as the stadium is concerned. But at the same time, you know, there's no excuse. I saw the video. They jumped on this one guy. I mean, slung a helmet at him. And, I mean, there's just no excuse for that kind of behavior. I know it's a rivalry game. Tensions are high. But there's no excuse for that.
1: I, I would agree with you, and I, I do think it was a bad look for Harbaugh. And let me say this. I don't love Jim Harbaugh, but I do like him. Uh, you know, there, there's a difference between those two things. Um, but, um, yeah, he kind of – he's talked out of both sides of his mouth. He was completely dismissive of Franklin two weeks ago when he raised that issue. And then, uh, you know, this week he's he's kind of done a 180. Uh, and um, you're right, they just need to fix it. Uh, at the very least, they don't let them walk in at the same time. You would think the visiting team would always be given the courtesy to leave the field first. Um, but yeah, I, I think the conference probably is going to have to step in and say, Y'all got to fix this. And uh, but you're right, a uh, uh, golly, a team with that those resources, they shouldn't be walking in the same tunnel, they just shouldn't.
0: Yeah, it, it was a mess. Um, speaking of a whooping, Kansas State absolutely destroyed Oklahoma State this past weekend. I don't think any of us saw it coming. I know I had Oklahoma State, the points. I can't. Robbie, did you have Oklahoma State this past week? I don't think.
2: Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if I had Oklahoma State. I don't think I had them. I may have. But I, I want to say I took the over in that game. I don't have it right in front of me, so I don't remember. But. It, it, it certainly surprised me the way like that they just blew them out. And Oklahoma State hadn't been shut out since. Yeah, I remember now. I had the over in the game, and it, if Oklahoma State would have would have given me one touchdown, it would have hit. But the <laughs> fact that they lost, they got shut out, and I don't think Oklahoma State's been shut out since I read like since 09 or 2010, somewhere in there. I don't remember the exact date, but they haven't been shut out in a long time. But they did Saturday. Well, The good news – I know that – Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Well, oh, yeah, I I pretty much was. I was about to say, like, I know, like, we usually do, like, a surprise team. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Surprise (laughs) team was Oklahoma State for the bad. They got shut out by Kansas State. And they haven't been shut out in at least 10 years.
1: I kind of thought – we were driving to Knoxville as the scores were coming along um, on – uh sport we had satellite radio going and trying to pick up different games and i kind of thought they would come back at some point i think it was 28 to nothing at halftime but you could see it inching up but the good news is um gundy's a man he's 40 so (laughs) he can take it it's they're gonna be fine don't 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 worry about him well he might be 50 now by this by this point
2: he's
0: He's 55. He's
2: got to be 50 by now. He's got to be 50 by now.
0: Yeah, he's 55 now, so he's even more of a man. So he should be able to take it. Um, Yeah, there's not much to talk about that game, but it really did surprise me. Robbie, you hit the nail on the head there. I was going to use them as my surprise team, too, so we don't even have to go over that. We just go ahead and covered it right here before we even get into that. Um, The next game I want to talk about, Tennessee smacks Kentucky. I don't think any of us saw that coming. I know uh, I know. Sean had, whenever they released the line a week before the game, Sean was all over Kentucky plus 14. So, and I think all of us were kind of leaning that direction. But, goodness gracious, Will Levis looked horrible. Um, they couldn't stop Tennessee. Jalen Hyatt ran all over the field wide open, just like he has the last four weeks. And I, I really thought Tennessee was in a position to have a letdown game and they didn't show any sign of that. Um, Robbie, did you get a chance to watch I know, I know sh- you watched it, Sean, but did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, that?
2: I – yes, I watched the majority of
0: that game.
2: And Sean actually gave me a hard time because I come on this podcast and said that I'm not betting on Kentucky, but I like the points. And he also liked those points, but still called me out for taking Kentucky in the points, even though I didn't actually bet that game, but I did – bet the under, which is what Aaron and I went head-to-head on, and the under actually hit. So the only thing that I bet in the game hit. But I was very surprised to see them blow them out the way they did. I thought that Kentucky would be able to run the ball a little better and be a little more effective on offense and keep Tennessee's defense off the field. So, I I mean, I was surprised that Kentucky just – they weren't able to get anything going against that Tennessee defense, which – I thought that they would, so I, I was definitely wrong in that aspect.
1: Well, I think what you you've got to do, you got to give Kentucky some credit defensively. They held Tennessee um, to the less, you know, the least amount of points they've scored in uh, quite some time. So,
0: well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: I'm an optimistic guy. I want to stress the positive, and uh, I mean. You got to give them kudos to that. Bama couldn't hold them to that, so
0: you know. <laughs> oh, they
1: are averaging fifty-one points
0: a game, and they held them below average. So that's and they dropped us down to I think forty-nine point six points a game after that game. Yeah, so they did. Yeah. They did. They did do that. That is yeah. a plus. Um, um, yeah. What what are, what are we thinking? We'll talk about it in detail in a few minutes. But what is when when Tennessee comes out with that performance? against a a solid team. I'm not going to say Kentucky's a good team. I don't think they're good, but I think they're just like a solid middle-of-the-pack SEC team. What does that mean for next week? I mean, we're going to talk about it, but how does that help uh, going into uh, probably the biggest game of the last 10 years for the program?
1: I'd say it's probably the biggest regular season game, I don't know, in in a long, long time. Here's the funny thing. I think the last 15 years – has uh, Tennessee fans are just in this weird space where we don't know how to feel uh, because my mind tells me this isn't real. My mind tells me we're going to lose this game. Uh, My mind tells me there's got to be a letdown. I thought that um, against Florida. I thought that against LSU. Um, Historically, Tennessee has not beat, even when they beat SEC teams, they don't, the pants off of them like they have, I mean, the 27 point victory at Death Valley, the, um, you know, 38 point or whatever it was uh, over Kentucky um, in the past 15 years, we've won some of those games, but they've been last second. They've been come from behind, um, you know, like it or not, Tennessee, Florida made it close at the end. That was a 17-point game with six minutes to go. Um, you know, Tennessee led 54 uh, minutes of the 60 minutes of the Alabama game. It was up by 18 points at one point in time. And so what we're seeing is just new. And, um, you know, my mind says we're going to lose. We're going to lay in. The bubble's got to bust at some point. And uh, all the hype certainly doesn't help with Tennessee being number 1 last night and and um you know I would have rather been number 2 going into that but I you know this team's made a believer out of me I think they go in the defense is improving um the pressure's on Georgia I with us being the number 1 seed the stat says 7 out of 8 years the number 1 seed has has qualified um for the playoffs and so um Heupel seems to and Hypel's making a believer out of me and i am drinking the Kool-Aid and it's a i they're going to break my heart i just know it's going to happen uh but um at this point i'm riding them uh i've 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 done an about face Robbie uh i took Kentucky in the points last week and i'm taking Tennessee in the points this week so that's where i'm at
0: he's already given us a look at his card yeah i like it um we'll t- we'll Let's talk about yeah, a little sneak peek. We'll talk about it in detail in a few minutes. There is a few more things I want to talk about before we get into next week's games. Um, let's talk about Auburn for a few minutes. Finally fired Brian Harson. We've talked about Don't it all fire. year. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked about it all year. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. They finally do it. What's, what's next for Auburn? I, I know they promoted, not promoted, but they uh, named Cadillac Williams their interim coach. He's had zero head coaching experience. Does Auburn lose the rest of their games this year?
1: They, I think they might. I talked to uh, a friend of mine who is an alum um, earlier tonight, uh, and um, she's all in on Lane uh, Kiffin. I think it's a lateral move for Lane. Uh, she made the argument that they have much deeper pockets than Ole Miss, and while I understand that Auburn also um, has been a dumpster fire, uh, they they've similarities between them and Tennessee hopefully Tennessee has moved out of that I think you uh, with Tennessee winning the cup this year is the top athletic program overall athletic program in the SEC I think you could argue that that maybe uh Danny White has kind of righted the ship so to speak uh in Knoxville and we may have passed that on to Auburn but if I were Auburn, I'd be going after Hugh Freeze. Uh, my friend made the joke there's not enough strippers in Auburn for Hugh to be attracted to that job. But uh, I, um, I, I just – Lane to me is um, – I don't know. I, I, I don't trust Lane. I know everybody loves him. Uh, he's supposedly a changed man. It just seems like a lateral move uh, to me. And, and if you're at Auburn and Lane goes to Auburn, you're always worried that Alabama is going to come after him if when Dabo turns him down and and he's going to go to Alabama and you don't want to be the sloppy seconds ever. I think Hugh Freeze um, has proven he can win in the SEC, uh, has proven he can win in a place with less resources than Auburn. Uh, If I'm Auburn, I'm 100% uh, going to Liberty um, and hiring Hugh Freeze.
2: Well, I've heard a lot of names drawn out at Auburn, and I agree with you as far as Lane Kiffin. They're not – like, why would Lane Kiffin go to Auburn versus Ole Miss? It's a lateral move. Why would he make that move there? I don't think he would, especially coming from Alabama and that situation. I could see Lane Kiffin taking over at Alabama in the future, but I don't see why he would go to Auburn. I've heard – hugh freeze just signed like a new contract with liberty like to lock him down for years and years i think like what this week or last week i, I think it's eight. and so I, I i i don't see hugh freeze leaving after signing that contract so here here and and i've heard deon sanders being thrown out there i i don't see that happening like i know he's like real flashy he's like the guy right now with media and all that, but that's not something that I feel like Auburn would pursue. He's not a good fit I'm culturally, I don't think. I don't think Deion's no. a good
1: fit there culturally. I, I think no, Dion's going to make the not. jump, but it's not going to be to a cow field uh, in the middle of Alabama. It's going to be somewhere with no, big city lights, unless he goes to Tallahassee. I, the alma mater calls. No. Uh, I could see him he going is. to Tallahassee, but uh, other than that, it's going to be a big
2: market. Yes, one. Thank you for giving that Cal College a shout out as of what it is. Um, and second of all, here's the name that I think is going to wind up at Auburn is Matt Rule. Yep. He got fired from the Panthers. He was a good coach at Baylor, good college coach. I think ultimately he's going to be the guy at Auburn. That's he my pick in to be the such next such a bad coach way, though, man. I, I know
1: you guys took a complete failure in the NFL and made him the greatest coach ever, but I don't think. Matt Rule is in that same boat I mean he had a little bit of success at Baylor but they may hire him but I, I don't think it's a slam dunk uh I could I be wrong but I, I mean don't. he it was ugly it was ugly the stuff that they've reported about how dysfunctional it wasn't as bad as Urban Meyer but <laughs> it it was um he was hated there man
2: yeah but the only the only person I see Oliver like Splash would be him like I don't see him hiring Deion Sanders I don't see him hiring uh Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin or any of those other guys they want like oh god I'm sure they're gonna bring up Urban Meyer Urban Meyer's not going to Auburn just like he wasn't going to Nebraska he's you know that I think that they have a big wish list but they got to know what they are well they're a dumpster fire right now is what they are
1: uh and uh Everybody in the world knew that Harson wasn't going to work when they hired him. I mean, um, you know, they're bringing in a new AD. Uh, I don't know if he's officially started or been named, but I think Mississippi State's AD is is um headed over there, but it Cohen, I, here, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, he has been named. Uh, here's the thing. You know, Auburn's going to say it's about money in in 2022 that everybody can pay with the TV contracts and the way the money is split. Um, I just, I, I, I think they're going to have to drop down and hire a, a Josh Heupel-type coach, a younger coach that is trying to make his name um, that whoever the, the hot commodity is going to be, um, you know, before Will Healy was fired two weeks ago, like a year ago, Will Healy would have been perfect for something like that. But um, I don't – I mean, I guess they could get Matt Rule, but I just don't see the people getting excited about that either. I think it's going to be a young guy that um, maybe well, likes Carson, of people- but not somebody from the Northwest, somebody from the South that knows SEC football and, um, you know, has a history.
2: Well, some people are saying uh- – I forgot the guy's name. Coastal Carolina's coach. um, Yeah. What's his name? What about about Dan Mullen? And some I've heard Dan Mullen, but I don't think that the way he left Florida, the way Florida fired him, I don't think that they'll go after Dan Mullen. I could be wrong, but just the the ending, the end of his Florida reign just turns me off. I'm like, why would anybody want Dan Mullen?
0: I think Dan Mullen's –
2: Auburn might want him.
0: Yeah. Dan Mullen, he's making a lot of money to not coach right now. So, I think – Well,
1: the reality is Auburn should have kept Gus on, just like Tennessee should have kept Phil Fulmer back years ago. And it's kind of funny. I had a Facebook uh, memory pop up this week where I was lamenting the fact that Fulmer had to go. Golly, that was dumb. Uh, In hindsight, they had just kept him – um, I, I think things might not have the, the last 15 years of dysfunction might not have happened. Um, but Gus Gus Malzahn looks really good to Auburn now. That's what I will say. I know Robbie loves Gus Malzon.
2: Then I gotta hire him back. I'll tell you that. they <laughs> yeah.
0: gonna have to pay him again when they choose to fire him for going eight and four. Um, that's that's all we have for week nine. We're going to move into the next week before we do. I want, I do want to talk about our cards. Um, I went eight and 11 on the week. Not good. Two weeks in a row of just average picking. Robbie went 10 and six. However, for the second week in a row, I've gone two and zero of my locks and Robbie has let us down two weeks in a row going one and one. Robbie, you want to tell us about your loss there?
2: Um, I just I'm baffled I don't know why I can't get these locks down one time all year I've hit both locks and I just I don't even know why I can't get them down but I, I think that I, I honestly believe that sometimes when I pick my locks is some of those spreads or lines that are too good to be true because they are and I think that's my problem like Vegas always wins sometimes when those too good to be true lies come out. I like them too much. And which is another one that I like this week. I won't spoil it, but it's not my lock. I did not take it as my lock. But yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with these locks. I've only hit I've only been two and o one time all year. So I'll right, let you down, people, everyone listening. But if you followed my card, you still had a really good week.
0: Yeah, I'm the opposite. If you if you lock if you did just my locks, you you, you want a parlay, but other than that, I was below 50. percent But Wake Forest, that was that was your lock, right? I think it was Wake uh, Forest, right? Yeah, that was the one that let me down. I was going to ask were, if
2: we we're going to talk about
0: Wake Forest they, last they were week. Because, terrible! <laughs> Goodness gracious! They had what six? Listen, 30. they were
2: up four. They were up fourteen, thirteen a halftime come out at halftime, throws a pick six. Sam Hartman throws a pick six. And then he fumbles. And then he fumbles again. And (laughs) then he throws an interception. And then he fumbles again. Five straight turnovers coming out of the second half in the third quarter. And they all led to touchdowns. And it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it in my my entire football life. I've never seen that many turnovers straight in a row. After being up at halftime, I mean, I, it was unbelievable. And like, I wasn't even home. Like, I went to pick up like dinner or something. Like, I watched the first half. I went to pick up dinner or something. And it was like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I was gone. And they scored against Wake Forest. And I was like, what in the world just happened? But, yeah, it was all those turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, pick six. And I've never seen anything like that.
0: Yeah, that that was that was very rough. Um, I kept checking the box score, and I was like, "Oh goodness." Um, But we'll bounce back this week, I believe. Um, I oh yeah, we already talked about the parlor of the week. We're gonna get we're gonna get it right this week. Um, Moving in, we are. We have
2: three. We have three this week. We have doctor in our side, so
0: we're gonna get it this week. Yeah. um, Moving into week ten. We had our first playoff ranking come out last night. We're taping this on a Wednesday. So it came out last night, Tuesday night. Um, I'm going to read off the top 10 and then we'll talk about it for a few minutes. Um, 10, we had LSU, 9, USC, 8, Oregon, 7, TCU, 6, Alabama, 5, Michigan, 4, Clemson, 3, Georgia, 2, Iowa State, 1, Tennessee. Um, the team that surprised me the most where they are is probably Clemson Um, I don't I think there was kind of some not propaganda but I think the committee ranked like teams like NC State Wake Forest Syracuse at the bottom of the top 25 so that they could put Clemson in the top four because I don't think Clemson is a better football team than Michigan or Alabama for that matter um, I understand they're undefeated, but the ACC is a weak conference, and um, they they beat these ranked teams in the bottom of the top twenty-five. But if we look at Syracuse's Wake For- Syracuse Wake Forest and NC State's schedule, we'll, we'll I would be willing to bet that none of those teams will be ranked by the end of the season. And so, I just don't think Clemson belongs, um, and I think they're set up to go undefeated. And so it it's even harder for them to be taken out of the top four because I don't think they're going to lose another game. I think they could, but I don't think they will. And so it just kind of creates an argument for a team that I don't even think belongs there. Um, What are y'all's thoughts on Clemson?
1: I think they get the benefit of the doubt somewhat in the polls just because of the success they've had in the last five, six years. Uh, Dabo's a likable guy, runs a clean program. Um, You know, Runs down the hill in his khakis, uh, you know it, it. Whatever it is, but um, they, I could see them. I could see the, uh, the good old Catholic boys beating them. We got really good. I didn't pick that game, but um, I, I could see Oh, shots fired. Wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But I, I do think they get the benefit of the doubt over some of those teams, and it's hard to say some of those wins. I mean, if if you're gonna I I get what you're doing, Aaron, but then you've also got to do that with Tennessee, with Florida, and Pitt. I mean, those those were ranked when we played them, and uh, they're you know we're we're real quick to say Tennessee's five and zero versus ranked teams. Um, If you're, it's just they were ranked when they played them, so it counts. It's the way I look at it.
0: Robbie, what are your thoughts?
2: Well. You know, Aaron and I have agreed on Clemson all year and the fact that they're going to get through to the playoff. I think that Clemson – but I want to make this – I think that Clemson is a good team. I don't think that they're a playoff team. But I think they're going to make the playoff because of their schedule. And Aaron and I have agreed on that all year. And I don't think they're going to have any problems with the, the Catholics as Sean so delicately delic- said there. I don't think they're going to have any problems with them this weekend. I think they're going to go undefeated and make the playoff, but I think whatever team they play in that playoff is going to handle business against them.
1: I've not been impressed I, by their quarterback when I've watched them play. Uh their quarterback play. I hadn't seen him but a couple times, but um I don't know. I can't pronounce his last name so I'm going to try to say it, but he, he he's not impressive to me. He's not we've a national tried all championship. Year. We sucked.
2: Yeah. Up.
1: He's not a national championship quarterback, I think.
2: No. You're surprised. Like I said, I think they're going to make the playoff just based on the schedule that they have. I don't think that they're going to lose to Notre Dame this weekend. And I know Aaron's pulled up their schedule after that. There's pretty much nobody left. Yeah.
0: Robbie, who's your surprise team?
2: Well, my surprise team, I told you for the
0: bad, is Oklahoma State because they got blown out. I, I meant from the rankings. Is there, was there a team that – Oh, for the Rockies, well, really I, I do have a surprise team,
2: but I don't want to say, but I'm going to just because it's the podcast. But my surprise team, as much as I hate to say it, is LSU because Alabama is going in there this weekend. LSU at night is a tough place to play, but number 10 in the country at 6-2. and two. They got blown out by Tennessee. They lost to Florida State, albeit week one. But nobody, like none of the other polls have them even close to 10. And so LSU, as much as I I know Alabama's going to play in there, it's going to be a tough game. But I was super surprised to see LSU at number 10. Um, I was a little surprised to see Tennessee number one. But, you know, them, I mean, they've had, you know, I think that them beating Bama is why they're number one in the country in the first poll. So I I don't necessarily – hate it, whatever I they're all close. but LSU is six and two to me it's, and number ten is uh, I don't I don't get it, but Alabama does go have to go play them this week so I don't want to like talk them down and then Alabama go in there and like lay it you know but I, I was very surprised to see LSU at number 10. I think it helps. Uh,
1: the uh, North Carolina State athletic director that's like the chair of the committee. Um, was asked about the Tennessee, to your point, Robbie, and he said the Alabama victory and the LSU victory at LSU, the 27-point victory, is what put Tennessee over the top. But um, it certainly helps Tennessee's argument with them being in the top ten, so I wasn't sad to see it.
2: Sean, I'm sure no. after Tennessee beat LSU on the road, I'm sure no Tennessee fan has a problem with LSU being ranked. In the top ten. I mean, put him in number five if you want to. I'm yeah. sure yeah. y'all don't have a problem with it at all.
0: Yeah, I, I really don't. Um, Sean, how's it feel for, for your favorite team to be the number one ranked team in the country? Well, um,
1: I looked at you. We were at the game Saturday night, and I, I think I and I quote, I said, "Aaron, I didn't think we'd ever get to see it like this again." Um, Rocky Top, uh, we've been going to games. There, there's probably not a whole lot of people that have been to as many games as we've been in the last 15 years. There's was a lot of heartache there. Uh, and I would say the last 20 years. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty cool uh, just to see. Um, and, and really the cool thing for me is to see the, the national media kind of take hold and see Herb Street talking about, uh, who he picked against Tennessee, uh, the Florida game and the Alabama game. Um, and of course he couldn't pick this week because he was calling the game, but just the national media as a whole to kind of, um, you know, Tennessee's a proud program. Uh, they've got a lot of history, top 10 all time program and wins, uh, and SEC championships, all those things. And so, um, You know, we got kicked out of the college game day song. Uh, It still stings me a little bit. You know, they replaced Rocky Top Tennessee with TCU. And uh, I I think we will have arrived when they put us back in the college game day song that it comes on on on, uh, Saturday mornings. But um, I'm just happy to see it again. I'm happy that you get to see it. I mean, that's what I, from the mid-80s and the 90s and early 2000s, you know that that's that's what I remember, and it hadn't been that, uh, and so it's it's kind of fun to be relevant again. But I almost think it's not real. I, I keep thinking I'm dreaming or something.
0: I don't either. I I people keep talking to me about it, and it's I I, I it's almost like I'm not even excited about it because I just it doesn't even feel like it was. It's even possible.
1: We can't enjoy it because we think we're going to lose to like not only to Georgia, but it's like, okay, we're going to lose to Missouri or South Carolina. This, the wheels are going to fall off, man. It's going to happen. Uh, and it's, uh, I can't allow myself to enjoy it. And at the beginning of the year, I told people, I'm happy with eight wins. We won six last year. Nine would be great. 10 would be out of this world. And we're sitting here looking at the chance we could go realistically, I think 11 and one. And, that would be nuts. Uh, so,
0: yeah, I, that, that that's kind of a good segue into just talking about next week. I mean, let's let's just go ahead and get into it. I mean, we have Tennessee, number one team in the country, at the number three team in the country, Georgia, three thirty, CBS kickoff. It's college game day, game of the week. Um, like we said earlier, I don't think the stakes are any higher. I don't think this there's a bigger game this season that will happen this season. Um, besides championships, and playoff games. But what do, y- what do y'all see happening? Robbie, what do you see happening in this game?
2: Well, first of all, I'm so glad that y'all are the CBS game because Alabama plays that Death Valley. And I don't have to hear Gary Danielson. So I'm so glad that Tennessee, <laughs> Georgia is a 330 CBS. So congrats to y'all on that. I think that, you know, we really – you know, I and I come on here and both of you can attest. And I said, after Tennessee beat Alabama at home, I said, Man, you know, put let, let me take my Alabama hat off for a minute. As a college football fan, man, that was really cool. You know, like they haven't beaten them in, you know, over 15 years. You know, they rush the field, they tear the goalposts down, game days there. You know, as a college football fan, that was really cool. But now That's kind of wore off. So I think that we need to pump the brakes a little bit on Tennessee because here's what I think is going to happen this weekend. I think Georgia's going to win this game, and here's why. Because you think about how that game played out against Alabama, and I hear you both saying, like, this is the biggest game, you know, in Tennessee, you know, in 20-something years, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the biggest game in Tennessee history in, what, three weeks. Because y'all said the same thing three weeks ago whenever they played Alabama. And they won that game to their credit. But I will say this, like Alabama had literally everything that could possibly go against them, went against them, a record, record penalties. They gave up 50 points for like what, the second, fourth time in the history of Alabama since like 1906 or something crazy like that. You know, they had the inexcusable fumble punt thing where the guy tried to pick the punt up for whatever ungodly reason he tried to pick that up and Alabama and you had all these things going against Alabama they gave up 52 points and all this stuff and Tennessee won the game by a last second field goal at home so you had all this stuff going against Alabama Tennessee won to their credit so I'm not taking anything away from Tennessee because they still put up 52 points against that defense and the defense was awful atrocious. They had things but going. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen again. I don't think it's gonna happen in Athens at Georgia. I think they had a Alabama had a lot of things going against so them. they had a lot of things going for them. All the momentum that they had, I think, is gonna come to a halt this weekend. Mm. I don't think that Georgia will cover Uh, I don't – the line has moved so much in this game. I got it at nine points. I don't think Georgia's going to cover. I could see Tennessee coming in as a backdoor cover. But I think Georgia wins this game by seven points at home at least.
1: I I wouldn't disagree Uh with you on that. I will say this. um, Alabama fans in previous years have said good teams create those things. I know Tennessee, there are many games I could talk about heartbreaking losses off – Um, I still think of 2009 when a field goal was blocked and an Alabama player blatantly broke the rules and wasn't penalized. And this week we saw a football team penalized for the exact same thing. Uh, And so uh, Alabama fans talking about penalties and officials, uh, I've got no sympathy for uh, because, A, It's been a pattern, and we've talked about this, so I'm not going to beat that up. But I, my worries on this game are I do think um, Georgia's secondary is strong. Uh, They've got a player that should be suspended for straight-up throwing multiple punches in the Florida game and not even being penalized for it. But I think their secondary is strong, and I don't see us stopping their two tight ends. Uh, Those are two big matchup issues for us. Um, You know, I I hope – um, that um, you know Tennessee's pace really affects their defense, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that their their defense is fourth ranked. I think I read today. Um, once again, it's just going to be. A, I, I'm going into it hoping that we're going to win, but uh, the Tennessee fan in me, the last 15 years, I, I feel like there's just too many, too much working against us with the hype. And the playoff rankings and the fact that it's there, they're fired up. Um, You know, I I, I think Georgia wins too, uh, but I do think Tennessee covers.
2: Well, I I don't want to sound like that I'm making excuses as far as Alabama in that game. Penalties cost us a game. No, what I'm saying is, I don't think that Georgia makes all those penalties, which is what it costs. Which is what cost yeah. Alabama that game, in my opinion. Not saying that they didn't deserve those penalties. But yeah. what I'm saying I, is I, I think that yeah. I don't think that Georgia makes those same penalties.
1: Maybe not. Uh they won't. But I mean you could point to several things that Tennessee did. I mean, yeah, y'all flubbed a point, a punt, and we scored off of it, but we also handed you a walk-in score on that game. So those two things kind of cancel each other out. And there were multiple pass interference calls that scores resulted on both sides. And so um you know it if my memory is correct alabama was favored in that game uh and so um just like lsu was favored i believe in the game down there at the beginning i think they were uh, i thought they were maybe not uh but um anyway um here let, or, or is it time to do cards yet I, no, i'm we're, ready we're to do my there. card
0: we're, we're getting there um i i do want to give my remarks on this game because I'm not going to let Robbie talk about how everything went right for Tennessee in that game because it, everything did not go right for Tennessee in that game. Um, Hinton Hooker threw an interception, which he hadn't done all year. They fumbled the ball at the end of the game to give Alabama the lead. And, I mean, th- there was a lot of things that went wrong in the second half. There were penalties on our side of the ball. Um, it was not a perfect game, um, but they did find a way to win. I do think, like Sean said, Like a lot of the penalties were forced, a lot of false starts, a lot of delay games. That's not by happenstance or luck. Um, However, I do agree. I think Georgia um, is a better team. They have the experience in bigger games um, because we've only had the games that have happened this year. We don't have guys that have played at a national championship level like they do. Um, And then the mismatches like Sean was talking about, I don't think we're going to be able to cover Brock Bowers. Um, but I do think we'll be able to handle the run game to an extent. Um, and I think if – I honestly think Tennessee's just going to have to blitz the crap out of Georgia this week and make them beat us through the air, which I think they can can do. But I think we're going to have to force them to, to beat us through the air. Um, and I think they'll stop us more than any team will stop us the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, super excited about that game. and. Uh, Obviously nervous. Um, don't expect. I, I. I don't. I don't have this on my card either way. I think Georgia wins and covers. Um, but obviously, still excited to watch it. And Robbie, I'm sure you're excited, even though you don't. You don't even like either of these teams. It's just a good, good game. I, yeah, I'm
2: excited to watch this game. I mean, it's one versus three. I actually have on my card Tennessee plus nine, but I think it's going to be more of a backdoor cover. So, I, I don't think that Georgia's going to have – I don't think Georgia's going to struggle with it. But I think the Tennessee comes in at the end, they're going to put up a lot of points still. Or not a lot of points. They're going to put up a lot of points comparatively for Georgia.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, your team real quick, and then we'll get into the cards. Um, Alabama going to Death Valley, night game. It's number six versus number ten. Um, I don't – we talked about it. I don't think LSU's worth being number ten. I think they kind of did that just for this game, for this matchup this week. Um, but I think, I think Alabama rolls this week. What do, what do y'all see in this game?
1: I think it's hard to, I I, I don't know what LSU team's going to show up the last two weeks. That team looks a lot different than the team. We pants down there at their place. And so, um, I, I, there's a side of me that hopes they got a little swag coming in and, uh, can make it a good game, but I, I refuse to pick it just because there's, it's uh, it depends on which team I could see Alabama winning by 30 uh, and I could see LSU. Uh, it's kind of a tell of both teams. I, who knows what Alabama team's going to show up. I know Robbie uh, really, really likes their defensive coordinator uh, and their offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, we don't know what, what's going to happen there. Who, what team shows up uh, from that standpoint as well. So It's kind of – I can't answer the question because it it remains to see. I I think Alabama has the potential to blow them out and make a statement for being put sixth um, and trying to, you know, fix that. But who knows? They they haven't – I mean, if you look at Alabama's body of work, they haven't blown anybody out. Uh, I mean, they struggled with Texas. They struggled with – I guess you could say they blew Arkansas out, or and Mississippi State, but um, teams that they um, Mississippi State's garbage, but uh, they're hot garbage. I'll just they say struck, that. But, they
2: they struggle with a
1: Texas a And M. They struggle, with yeah. Texas a And M and Texas, and then of course Tennessee. Uh, they struggled with all three of those
2: schools. So what are we going to see? I, I don't know. Well, I think it's more like you said. It depends on which LSU team is going to show up. I mean, I would love to see you know the Brian Kelly of old, the Notre Dame Brian Kelly, show up when Alabama would just go out there and whoop them. But you know LSU has played really good since you know they got they got it handed to them by Tennessee at home a few weeks ago. But since then they have looked pretty good and they've gotten better and better each week. So. I'm a little nervous about the game. I would take—I don't know that I would take the points, but I don't know what the over/under is. I think Aaron Moore knows that than I do, but whatever it is, I would lean towards the over in that game just because you—you you know that I six and a half. Yeah, I'd take the over because you know how I feel about Pete Golding. You brought it up. Alabama's defensive coordinator. As much as I despise Bill O'Brien, he hasn't done a bad job. At he put up 49 points against Tennessee. So, you know, people were still like, you know, ticked off at Bill O'Brien after the Tennessee game. They put up 49 points. All right, so I'm not mad at Bill O'Brien. Well, but Pete Golding is just – he should not be the defensive coordinator at Alabama. So, I like the over in that game because LSU's quarterback, I don't know if it's Jaden – I think it's Jaden Daniels.
0: It is, yep.
2: But he, he he's played really good football the last couple of weeks since the Tennessee game. So, but they have been up and down as well. So, I, I like Alabama to win the game. I don't like them minus the 13-and-a-half, but I do like the over. I didn't bet it. Obviously, I don't bet on Bama games. I would take the over, but I would leave the, the spread alone just because I think it could go either way, like you said, Sean.
0: All right. Well, th- we're only going to talk about those two just because there's not a lot of ranked. I think there's only three ranked matchups. Um, but – Let's go ahead and get into cards. Robbie, how about you go first? Uh, we'll save our locks for the end. Go ahead and read your card. We're one Robbie, block, hey, right?
1: Robbie, we're putting a timer on you, too, man. I, I got, hey, I'm, I'm going to breeze through it. Like,
2: I know you didn't listen last week, but I breezed through it last week.
1: I was still listening to you pick your card the week before. I couldn't get to last week. So, uh, <laughs>
2: um, Listen, I had a lot of games. I got a lot of games this week, last week. I'm going to breathe through them, okay? If I nod off, you'll just wake me up. (laughs) All right, I'll wake you up. All right, right. number one, Kentucky, minus a point and a half at Missouri. Now, Kentucky, I think they're going to bounce back this week. Missouri coming off of a win in South Carolina, not impressed. I like Kentucky, minus one and a half. Florida, plus three and a half. Aaron and I are going Mm head-to-head on this. But Florida's been up and down. I think they bounced back after dropping two games. Texas A&M, I don't know how many of them have lost, but it's been a lot. They're dumpster fire right now. I don't think they could beat anybody by more than three. So I picked Florida. And then um, Michigan State plus 16 and a half at Illinois, both powerhouse programs. I don't know. They both like to play smash mouth. I don't think Illinois is going to beat them by 17. So I took Michigan State. Tennessee, Tennessee at Georgia.
1: Hey, hold, hold on! You do
2: realize Michigan State suspended half their team, right? Four yes, players. they suspended four. They <laughs> suspended four players. They suspended four players, but I don't think that Illinois has it in them to blow anybody out by seventeen points. Not not a power five program like Michigan State. They both like to run the ball, control the clock. I, you know, neither they may not score seventeen points. So <laughs> I like Michigan State plus 16-and-a-half. And then Tennessee plus nine, we already talked about. I like Tennessee on the backdoor cover. I like Georgia to win the game. I like Georgia to control the clock. I, I kind of like the game like Kentucky. I thought they would control the clock, run the ball, you know, keep Tennessee's offense away. I think Georgia's going to do the same thing or try to do the same thing, but Georgia has a lot better players than Kentucky. So I like them to control the clock and be under 66-and-a-half which Aaron and I are head-to-head about again, by the way. And Penn State, minus 13-and-a-half at Indiana. They bounce back. Indiana's lost five straight. They're not a good football team. Oregon versus Colorado, I like over 60-and-a-half. Oregon in their games are averaging over 70. Colorado over 56. Colorado's giving up 40 points a game just themselves. I like the over in that game. Oklahoma State, minus two and a half at Kansas. I like them to bounce back. Kansas has lost three straight. They don't have their quarterback anymore. Oklahoma State bounces back after that embarrassing loss to Kansas State last week. West Virginia, plus seven and a half at Iowa State. Iowa State's lost five straight. They're not the Iowa State of, all, of old. West Virginia has played good against good football teams, so I like the seven and a half points. And then Texas versus Kansas State. Over 54 and a both have good offenses. I mean, Kansas State won. You know, they put up 49 last week. Quinn Ewers at Texas, I like the over. Auburn and Mississippi State, which we didn't talk about earlier, but I think it's going to be an interesting game, coming off of Auburn firing Harson, But Mississippi State's coming off of a bye week. So I like them to figure out their offense, because Mississippi State's offense has been bad the last couple of weeks, but they're coming off of a bye week. I think they get it figured out on offense, and I think the over happens on 51-and-a-half. And another game we didn't talk about is Clemson versus Notre Dame. We kind of talked about it, but I like Clemson minus three-and-a-half. I know Sean likes Notre Dame to win outright from what he said earlier. Don't know if he's picking that game, but I like Clemson minus three-and-a-half. They've won every game by at least six points. I don't think this is going to be any different. And um, so, yeah, I like Clemson minus the three-and-a-half. And then Cal versus USC, over 58 points. USC's defense has not been good. They hit up 37 to Arizona. Their offense is good. I like... So I like the over in that game. And then UCLA minus 10, Arizona State. Arizona State has not been good when they played the powerhouses against the Pac-12, UCLA, UCLA. Those kind of teams. Utah blew them out. So... I like UCLA minus 10 and I like uh, Baylor versus Oklahoma over 57 and a half. This would have been one of my logs, but Sean's coming on, so we're only doing one, but both average over 60 points a game as far as as far as the points scored plus given up. They both average well over 60 and this is only 57 and a half. Both offenses are rolling. Both defenses are struggling. So I over in Baylor versus Oklahoma and I will save my lot for the end. Sean, are you still away? Yeah. I was, was watching good. the
1: World Series up here, but yeah, I'm I'm away. That, so. that was
0: good, Robbie. That was under three minutes. You did a good job. Sean, give us right. the
1: It's uh about to be nine oh eight in twelve seconds. So um I'm going to go through this quickly. So, I, am I giving a lock or am I just doing my card? What, right, what do, your card doing? We'll, do your card and then do your card. Okay. So, Robbie and I had three uh, head-to-heads, but uh, I didn't really know how you guys pick games, so I just kind of looked through and tried to pick games that I didn't think you would pick. Um, I'm going to save my lock. My lock's number one. But I'm going to save that to the end. So, uh, Tulane minus seven and a half over Tulsa. Uh, I like that. Tulane's playing really well. They're seven and one against the spread. I think that's a good pick. I went opposite of you on a and I took A&M minus three and a half over Florida. They are uh, – they got to get the ship righted. Uh, they've been close, as Jimbo has famously said. Florida's not any good either. Uh, it's – the fact that it's at a uh, and I think uh, – Think they may pull a possum out or something like that and, and win the game. So uh although AM is only three and four against the spread uh this year, so that that doesn't bid well in my favor. Um, I'm taking Nebraska plus 16 points against Minnesota. Um I uh I like what Nebraska's doing since they made the change. And I don't uh Minnesota's a fraud. Uh I was all in on PJ Fleck a few years ago. Uh he could row the bolt right on out. Uh, I think they win, but I don't think they win by 16 points. So um, the Fighting Will Healy's, I'm going to take the Charlotte. Uh, I think Charlotte would have uh, possibly won this game based on what Will Healy said in uh, a podcast that I heard. They're getting 16 points against the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, the Fighting Will Healy's uh, for, uh, for that game. Another head-to-head Tennessee I've got Tennessee at plus eight. I'll take the plus nine if Robbie's giving me an extra point, but uh, they were getting eight whenever I wrote this down. So uh, I've got Tennessee plus eight. I'm also going to take the over 66. That's my second pick uh, in that game. Uh, So Tennessee plus eight plus over 66. Uh, I'm taking Oklahoma State minus two over Kansas. I think they bounced back after getting embarrassed. They're also five and three against the spread. Uh, My alma mater, I'm taking Liberty, plus 13-and-a-half against Arkansas. Uh, There's no way they win that game, but I think Arkansas, uh, which is playing well, uh, you know, they needed to go out and beat up the Mormons uh, to get their ship rotted. But uh, uh, I think they win. But I think Liberty, uh, I think Hugh Freeze is, uh, you know, trying to make some statements there. So uh, I'll take Liberty in the 13-and-a-half. Another one, I'm going to take James Madison, 7.5 points against Louisville. I think James Madison might win that game straight up, but the fact that I'm getting 7.5 points, they're 5-2 and against the spread, um, I'll take that. I had UTC down, couldn't find a spread. Maybe they don't give those. You guys are are gambling uh, degenerates and addicts. You may be able to tell me why there was no spread, but I was going to take UTC minus the points against Citadel, um, but there wasn't a spread listed, so that's my card.
0: They come out later in the week, um, Thursday and Friday. The FCS teams. So um, I think that was a minute and a half, right? It's it, it it's a little longer than uh than what you think, there, buddy. It was about three minutes, just like Robbie. Um, so you can't give him a hard time, but you can give me a hard time after I, I had
2: sixteen teams. I have sixteen teams. I made you have?
0: Uh, I had 11. There you go. Um, all right, I'm gonna read my card. I'm gonna go as quickly as possible. Uh, I don't have a lot of reasoning like y'all do, so I'm just going just gonna power through it. I have Thursday Night game, UTEP and Rice over 47 and a half. Both are giving up a lot of points and scoring a lot of points. So I like the 47 there. I have Duke minus nine and a half at Boston College. Boston College is terrible. Um, They just lost to UConn, and they're just not a good team. Uh, I don't see Boston College scoring much, and I like what Duke has done this year. So I like the nine and a half. I have Air Force Army over 40. I know it's probably not a good idea to take the over in an academy game, but um, I'm going to do it. Over 40, I like Air Force to score a lot, uh, and 40 is just not a lot of points. So I like that. I agree with you, Sean, I have Texas A&M minus three at home against Florida. Um, this is one of those games where I think it made sense to take Florida, so I took A&M um, because the, game, the last couple weeks I've been looking at games like, oh, that makes sense. Let me take them, and they've lost almost all of them. So I'm going with AM minus three. My next game, I have Iowa plus four and a half playing at home against Purdue. Um, I think that defense is going to shut down an average offense and – I don't know if Iowa wins, but I like four and a half. Um, I have Kentucky minus the point uh, playing at Missouri. I think Kentucky wins this with ease. I like that. I have Maryland, Wisconsin, over 50 and a half. I like 50 and a half is a low number. I I think there will be more points scored in this game. I have Texas Tech plus nine and a half at TCU. And I think Texas Tech is going to surprise people this week. I think they might win this game outright. Um, I've predicted, I think, on this show, and I've talked about it a lot, I think TCU is going to lose a game at some point. They don't play a lot of good teams, but I think they're going to lose a game, and I think Texas Tech could do it this week. I'm not saying they will, but I like the plus nine and a half. I have the Western Kentucky Charlotte under 72. 72 is a lot of points. Um, I just don't think that – I think Charlotte's going to try to control the clock because they're the lesser opponent, and – I don't think there's going to be 72 points. I have Oklahoma minus three and a half versus Baylor. Um, I think Baylor's been playing well recently, but Oklahoma's been playing really well since they've gotten their quarterback back. I think Oklahoma wins this by a touchdown. I like Robbie. Have Michigan State plus 17 at Illinois. Um, Illinois runs the clock out. They they play smash mouth football, like Robbie said. They they're gonna they're it's going to be a low scoring game. Michigan State's got a lot of distraction. Um, I think that this game is going to be a two-touchdown game. I have Penn State to bounce back, minus 14 at Indiana. Indiana's terrible. We've already talked about it. I think Penn State's going to run the score up on them, or at least try to. I have the over in the Tennessee-Georgia game, over 66. Um, I'm hoping that – I think that if if the over hits here, that means Tennessee wins the game. So, that's what I'm hoping for. That's why I take. That's why I'm taking the over here. I have Washington State minus four-and-a-half at Stanford. Um, I think Washington State's a good team that most of their losses have been close. Stanford's not a good team, so I like Washington State to cover the four-and-a-half points. I have Arkansas Liberty over sixty over 64. Um, I think a lot of points will be scored in that game. I also have the over in the Alabama-LSU game at over 56-and-a-half, um, just because Robbie told me to. I'm just kidding. I had that on my card before, but I, I like that you uh, endorsed it as well. Um, I have the over – In the Kansas State-Texas game, over 54-and-a-half. I agree with Robbie. I think there'll be a lot of points. I have Clemson, minus three-and-a-half at Notre Dame. I have Florida State, minus seven-and-a-half at Miami. I have Vanderbilt, plus seven, playing at home against South Carolina. And, Robbie, you're not going to be happy that I'm taking this next game. But I have Wake Forest, minus four, at NC State. They got to bounce back after that horrible performance that lost us our parlay of the week. And then I have USC Cal over 58. Robbie, let's hear your lock.
2: My lock is Clemson at Notre Dame over 44 and a half. Listen, Clemson up uh, there, points scored and points given up is averaging over 58 a game. And Notre Dame 50. Something's got to give. I mean, that's an average of over points a game over that and this is 44 and a half i love over 44 and a half clemson versus notre dame i like clemson to win that game on cover but love lock of the week is the over 44 and a half i mean that's 24 21 lock
1: sean well my lock is in direct opposition to uh one of the picks you just uh picked on your card aaron uh and before i give my lock i just want to say uh i don't know how many subscribers or listeners there are to this but i wish you would all send some money in so robbie could get some decent internet because every week he lags i don't know what the the high speed situation is there in in the bush uh his beloved bush that he he lives in but um uh, you're lagging just a little bit there, buddy. So maybe we can send some money, get you some EPB, get you some, some real internet. Uh, my pick, I will
2: send out, I will send out my Venmo to everyone as soon as this podcast right. is over. If anybody uh, wants to donate.
1: My lock of the week is my surprise team of the week. Uh, TCU. Uh, I think they got shafted. Uh, they've got some quality wins, uh, in a major way. And, um, because they got shafted last night in the playoffs, uh, they're 6-1 and one against the spread this year. They're playing a Texas Tech team that Aaron thinks is going to win outright. I think TCU not only wins, but wins by more than nine and a half points.
0: All right. Um, I'm switching that on my card because – actually, you know what? I'm keeping it. I'm, I'm still going to bet. I'm going to bet both. I've already bet on uh, the Texas Tech. But I'm going to do the parlay of the week, and I'm hoping you're right. Um, My lock is North Carolina minus seven at Virginia. Virginia has been really bad this year. Um, We talked about we were in the car riding Knoxville, and they were playing a barn burner against Miami where zero touchdowns were scored, ended 14 to 12. Um, And and two overtimes, zero zero touchdowns. Two (laughs) two overtimes, 14 to 12. Um, No touchdowns scored. I think North Carolina, they have to win out to make – or they have to win, I think, three of their last four to make it to the ACC championship. Um, that offense is really good. The defense is not good, but Virginia's offense is terrible. And so I like North Carolina, uh, minus a seven at Virginia. And that does the parlay. Um, we have clemson Notre Dame over 44-and-a-half, TCU minus nine-and-a-half versus Texas Tech, and North Carolina minus seven at Virginia. That'll do it for this week's episode. Sean, thank you for coming on. Um, we're looking forward to this this next week. Um, good luck to everybody that, that uh, puts in their bets this week, and we're looking for a great week of college football. We will. Hey, see thanks you for the invite, fellas. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime you want to come on, we'll, we'll, we'll be glad to have you. Um, we pre- like I said, we appreciate y'all listening and we will see y'all next week.